mushy. We're a little mushy, and that's that. This idea that uh, not going back. If you're really serious about practice, that's it. Well, in, in a way, she's also saying that even if you attempt to go back, once the process of mushing occurs, you really can't go back in an... It's like the song goes, how do you keep them on the farm once they've seen Paris or Paris? Once you've begun to mush, then the mushing is potentiality and tendency is still there, even if, quote, you try to freeze up again. Do you see your students get mushy? I don't know any about any such things. The question is, do you <laughs> see yourself becoming mushy? Or, again, don't get caught by the image, but what is the difference between if this image speaks to you and you resonate with it, what's the difference between being icy, cuby, rigid, or being mushy? Oh, there's a big difference. Good. So what's the difference in your life? See, not in terms okay. of the theory when, of ice cubes. When I was, particularly when I was working, I, at times I was really a rigid ice cube when I had to interact with my colleagues who were weather difficult. And, uh, and she talks about fear being uh, part of this rigidness ice cube. And yeah, I know what that fear is like when these fellows aren't agreeing with you and your future's in their hands and, and this sort of thing. And then I think of walking into Champaign County Nursing Home and I'm all mushy and, and floating all over the place. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid. Even, you know, I'm seeing people in various states of, of dying, really. And uh, I'm mushy. And, and that's important, and it's important that you could recognize that. And if you could recognize that, then it also means that it's recognizable by others. Even if they don't know what they're seeing, so to speak, in, in, but they can still sense it. And that's the important point. Anyone else want to speak to this? Everyone's melted away? <laughs> Just a puddle in my chair. <laughs> Well, she does use the word fear quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. And what do you make of that, her using the word fear? That, 
that's at the base of the core of the ice, you know, the rigidity. Uh-huh. And when we, with the witnessing, sometimes allows one to be more, uh, kind of, one, a person like myself, I'd say, I can challenge, challenge the, that fear, you know, and, and then that, that could lead to a softening. A softening, not like, I don't want to say, sort of like what you were saying, I mean, it doesn't mean always soft. Sometimes it's not appropriate. But uh, I just mean um, more free, you know, more free. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, relax. Your, your body isn't all uh, tightened up. It, it is interesting to, to reflect on what does it mean to be, quote, mushy or soft, and what does it mean to be rigid and icy? Um, given that, as far as I know, at least our bod- bodily condition, where we've got all sorts of flowing, mushy stuff as our fu- part of our functioning, um, blood, lymphatic system, other aspects that make up the nervous system, the vagus system, the intestinal um, digestive system, even the muscles. And though we also have so-called hard or or somewhat rigid parts, even those are permeated by soft. So it's, it's very much the nature of our at least our body, is that there is this soft, hard interpenetration. And if we look further, the nature of, if we reflect on the nature of our um, various forms of mental functioning, it is also soft in the sense of flowing, even though sometimes we pick out and focus on and attempt to reinforce the so-called harder characteristic aspects of it. So it is interesting to reflect on that. What you make of it is something else. That it does at least show that we can on the one hand, we could take what's soft and always flowing and turn it into something hard if we want to pick and choose. And yet, if we can recognize that that process of hard, rigidifying ice cubes is something that we're creating, it also allows us to recognize that these ice cubes are always soft and mushy and melted because the ice cubes are never the accurate picture, they're just our self-centered holding that makes it so. To to answer Heidi's question earlier, um, she asked you, so do you see your students, I think she said students, melting? Um, I'll answer that for you. 
uh, if you don't mind. Um, I've learned that Genyo only sees puddles, um, regardless of what we believe. Only sees what? Puddles. Puddles. Regardless of what we believe about ourselves. And that's kind of the important point. You know, there, there are no ice cubes unless we believe we're an ice cube. Unless we strive to act as if we're an ice cube. And it never works, by the way. Sometimes you, uh, Gabby, refers to grandmotherly kindness. I don't, I don't, I think, uh, I think that's an example of a ice cube that has melted, but also has insights, you know, into the human condition. And is not going to let, um, you know, um, a child, for example, uh, take response, have, have a certain level of responsibility that they shouldn't be having, even if the child wants it. Or, you know what I mean? So, I don't, I think it's, um, I see what Chief Joko was saying about, you know, you, I, I think it's hard to go back. To holding on for myself, I see I can get angry still and even upset and frustrated, but it doesn't last very long. It doesn't last as long as it once did, you know. Uh, and I, I see that, but I, but I also think the other side of it is that you could get uh, this grandmotherly kindness is is, is that some dark boundaries and parameters. And I think what you were saying, Emmy, yeah, was you know we don't want to confuse that the notion that. Uh, ice cube is going to be a certain way. They're going uh-huh. to be appropriate, but they aren't necessarily going to be holding on uh, and, and become a, a rigid in, in a way that's um, you know unconstructive. Yeah. So, what do others make of this? image or analogy or metaphor how have you found it useful or uh, connected to your practice or to the way you reflect on your life or on the life of others Lisa, um, I really related to it. I thought the chapter was really helpful. And um, and there's one part, though, on 133, um, kind of the middle of the second paragraph, um, where she says that um, the fire cannot be stoked by effort. Um, well, she says that... that, that uh, um, well, somewhere before that, she talks about the, this this fire. I mean, the heat of attention. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. melting the the ice cube. And um, she says the fire can't be stoked by effort, um, and the melting is the work of the witness. But I mean, I think, and maybe I'm stating obvious, but I mean, I think I think there is effort involved. I mean, um, doing practice is an effort. I mean, I think without 
without any effort, the witness doesn't get cultivated just by itself or, or I don't know, something like that. I mean, I think in my own life I've seen myself make an effort to be more aware, and I think that has been positive. So I, you know, I've just, just when she said it can't be stoked by effort, I mean, I think maybe what she means there is more like, um, you can't just say to yourself, I'm going to give up my negative habits, or I'm going to give up, I'm not going to get angry anymore, or something like that, you know, like that kind of effort, but yeah. certainly the effort of, of meditation and everything is, is, I think, you know, crucial. So what is the effort? Good. So, so what is the effort that's, quote, um, not useful, and what is the effort that's skillful or that allows us to um, give up effort? Well, I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think sitting meditation and, and, and then try, attempting to carry that just into all the time life um, is is um, now I've lost I, I, I lost your question <laughs> but that's the that's the effort or that's a, there's a certain um, making a space for awareness that 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 if I am not sitting and not practicing that that awareness is not there. So. Okay, so in one sense there's an effort and yet the effort is an effort more in the set, sense of setting up circumstances or even say attempting I am going to practice, I am going to be breathing or whatever, or I am going to witness. In that sense you could say, okay, there is that effort, but in another sense, that's just the preparatory, and that's still in the realm of the iciness because you have to almost flip over into non-effort for to be this witnessing, which, as Joko says, is nothing at all. Um, meaning that if it's about me witnessing things that's still holding on to the ice cubeness, even though I have to do that until it does it of itself. I think I talked about this recently, maybe even last week. I'm not sure. Um, it's at some though we do our practice at a certain point that opens up or flips into the practice doing practice and then we go back into I'm doing the practice or I have to try but I have to try is still the ice cube bumping into all aspects of our life and at a certain point that has that is still an extra solidity if I use that kind of image and that's what she's talking about when she says that um, you can't try to make to melt yourself. And in one sense, the witnessing melting is nothing at all, because it isn't doing something different. It's ceasing 
what we're always been doing and insisting is the way it is. Um, so, yes, you have to get up and go to the Zendo. Yes, you have to set aside time to do formal practice and you have to make the efforts during circumstances of life of so-called informal um, practice. But informal practice doesn't mean easy. It just means you, you don't have the structure of sitting and practicing with others. And yet, though you have to do that, once you dive into doing that, you disappear for a moment. Um, you, the, the practice is nothing at all, as she says, and yet it's the whole present moment of our life. So that that's, in a sense, it's the dynamic, but in another sense, it's a product of how we talk and image our life and communicate about our life. And yet, if those images and communication forms become rigidities, they keep us in the ice-cubed, Tray, rather than allowing us to flow into the present moment. Puddle, mush, whatever you want to use as an image. At the end of that very paragraph that was just being uh, discussed on page 133, the last full paragraph on that page, um, she says, In order to allow witness to do its work, we must not get caught up in stiffening, hardening ourselves, throwing our weight around, bumping into others, and trying to change them, or to change ourselves. If we do these things, that was my editorial comment, if we do these things, we must be aware so that the witness can do its work. So that's the point she wants to encourage us to be clear on, or at least to notice when those tendencies come up, seemingly natural, but nevertheless those tendencies.
this in a world where, you know, it, it, it really isn't where you do need to be hard. You know, it's about just con making the conscious choice. In a way, it's in a way, it's a matter of how can you be hard at the same time as you're soft, because it's really not an either or. Think of it again. We're using images, and the images tend to be either or images. When you pour water into a glass, the glass is hard, but the water is soft. An ice cube is hard through and through, so. An ice cube can't be poured out easily from one glass into a different form glass because it's hard. It has to get softened before it can shift into other glasses according to which glass it has to be in. So if you can see the glass as something that you can go in and out of according to circumstances, according to how you have to get past from hand-to-hand hand or from circumstance-to-circumstance, circumstance, then when you have to be in a, gla in a gl uh, glo globular glass, you could be in that. When you have to be into a tall, thin glass, you could do that. When you could be have to be in stemware, you could do that because they're all just soft forms. Now, when we talk about glasses, we think, well, the glass is solid. But the glass is solid but only useful if it holds something that's liquid. If the glass was solid through and through, then you'd have no use for that glass because you couldn't drink out of it. So you have to be able to be both liquid and take particular forms according to circumstances. Now again, this is an analogy and don't get caught by the analogy um, or the image. Um, no, I get what you're saying. Thanks. That's helpful. The only other question I have is whether the glasses have out there or half full. I do have to appreciate that. <laughs> well, I'll hold up my glass to you and say cheers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And anything else? I encourage you to um, reflect on this image, uh, the images that she uses in this chapter, and see what might speak to you or might come up in the circumstances of your life. Um, because that's the point of talking this way. Not that you have to know anything about ice or any of the other things that... Uh, she brings up. Good. I just have one last thing I want to say. In terms of that part we were just talking about yes. um, at the bottom of 133, well, the part that I think you just read, you know, um, if, um, about if um, we, we must not get caught up in stiffening and hardening ourselves, throwing our weight around, bumping into others and trying to change them. If we do these things, we must be aware so that the witness can do its work. So I found that to be good news because, um, you know, that was like, that was like, oh, good. Okay, even though I do all these things, I'm aware. So that's, so that, 
<laughs> so that's a that's a, that's a check mark in the on the positive column for me oh, there. Yeah, yeah, you could have lots of positive check marks because you start off as being liquid. So just because it seems that sometimes you believe you're not, that's just a, a optical illusion. <laughs> so good. Okay, well, yeah, so thanks for that. That's another positive way to look at it. Um, so next week, I've mentioned I'm going to be away, so we won't be having the class. And we'll meet again the week after that, which is the 17th. Um, next week is the 10th, and I'll be out of town. And when we meet again, we'll be doing the castle and the moat, um, which is a whole different image, but notice there's still water in the moat. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you all. All right, good night. Good night. Can you stay on for a second? Me? Okay. Good night.